this is Masajati. Welcome to my podcast, Exponential Intelligence. This podcast is on fathers, the good, bad, and the ugly. And with me, Crystal. Uh, Crystal, how are you? I'm great. Let's talk awesome. about this, this title. You got really excited about it when we were thinking of uh, title names. <laughs> the good, the bad, the ugly. <laughs> I was just thinking about Clint Eastwood because back in the day, you know, when you're talking about fathers... Uh, cool fathers, mm-hmm. you know, strong fathers. Uh, you got that Clint Eastwood look. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why I like I like the title, "The Good, Bad, and Ugly." The good, the bad, the ugly. And that covers the gamut in regards to father issues or paying homage to their dad. Yes. Yes. So it's a deep subject. You know, when we did, uh, when we did um, this uh, as a, as a teleform, you know, we did father issues and then a lot of people said, well, can you do a lot of the, the mother's, the mother issues that we, uh, that we just did as well. So uh, fathers is a big, is a big, big deal. It's really a cornerstone. And a lot of people don't realize that, but it, it is really say a cornerstone. And it's actually in our DNA uh, from what I'm seeing. So uh, it's going to be a good subject to help not only say clear away if you've had, say, issues with your father, you know, daddy issues and so on, whether you're a guy or a girl, but to help clear that away, to help you understand at a deeper level, and then to come, say, complete, uh, whether you connect with your father or not, you still need that completeness. So that's mm-hmm. what this podcast is about. Perfect. So before we jump into the conversation, mm-hmm. let's talk about, because we're now doing a new calendar section where each podcast, we talk about the latest happenings for followers. Mm-hmm. So from June 19th to July 1st, 2016, you're doing 13 Peruvian nights. Yes, uh, that's going to be exciting. Uh, If you're familiar, you know, if if you've been with me for a while, you know, we did uh, the silent meditations uh, where uh, you just connect at a certain time. Okay, I don't know if you guys remember that. Uh, Maybe a lot of new ones, uh, new individuals probably don't. Uh, But anyway, you connected with me at a certain uh, certain time, uh, and then we meditated in silence, you know, throughout the whole world, Uh, and we got so much say strong feedback on that. So while I'm in Peru, this is the perfect opportunity because we're going to be right in the middle of the jungle where there's no communication, there's no internet access, there's no telephone or anything like that. So at a certain time. We're going to be meditating. I'm going to be meditating. It's 9.30 central time. Mm -hmm. Again, uh, so everybody connects at that time uh, and you will feel, say, the frequencies that I help generate on that. And the reason why they're so powerful, and that's one of the the, another reason why we're doing it is because, you know, Peru, especially where we're going, you know, it hasn't been inundated by man. It is, say, of a, a pure essence, uh, a pure source frequency through, say, the Earth's uh, history, right? Uh, so we are, or I'm going to help channel that through me and then uh, send it out into, well, uh, the frequency. And then hopefully you'll feel that. Um, by the way, you know, we did some tests on that. Um, we did it in, gosh, uh, I think Puerto Rico. Uh, I believe, uh, where I actually meditated at a certain time uh, and I was doing it in the river uh, because, again, a lot of it was in the rainforest. Uh, and then we got a lot of feedback going, gosh, Moss, in that silent meditation where they had no connection with me. It's like I felt drawn into the water. I wanted to connect with water and so on like that. So that's how powerful mm-hmm. it is. Uh, and again, through the frequencies of the earth that comes through that I can absorb through it becomes um it be, well it becomes really magnified so that's quite exciting so what what has drawn you to peru i know you mentioned that it's kind of magically untouched and it has a lot of energy there yes. but why did you choose to take this trip at this time uh well there was an opportunity for me i was there last year and Peru, I don't know, it just kind of calls to me. It's, it's such a beautiful place. Actually, you know, I, I was actually thinking of buying some land there. Um, but you know, I met up with this lady. You know, we did a lot of work together. Her life, her, her, her actually, her company started to transform. Uh, and she, uh, I think it's called Rainforest Flow. That's that's the name mm-hmm. of her company. And uh, what mm-hmm. she does is she helps bring in water to indigenous people. Uh, you know, not just water, but filtered water you know, running water, like tap water and so on like that, you know, so they can take showers, clean up and so on. So, well, I sponsored the trip. I sponsored, um, you know, that, um, 
to bring in the water and she offered uh you know to, that we go with her and well help her out so uh, that's the that's a real reason why you know just bringing in clean water um you know and um i actually do that with other countries afghanistan my home country uh mm-hmm. you know we donated some money and hopefully i'll go to afghanistan and help like uh connect wells and so on to individuals uh that need water so, awesome yeah that's that's neat so so for 13 nights in a row you'll be there for 13 nights you're doing this 9.30 Central Time. Yes. And it starts on June 19th. So people can go to masajati.com mm-hmm. and there'll be information on the specifics because you can also call in and there's going to be a recording that everyone's going to access. Right. right. And that recording kind of helps connect everyone. Right. So the, what the recording is, because we get so many people that are new, you know, that are, aren't familiar in, say, how I get you into a deep state. Uh, I'll record that recording the first night I'm in Peru where we have, you know, communication. And uh, I'll record the introduction to guide you into, say, the deeper states. And then it'll be quiet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be silent for that half an hour. Uh, although you'll be connected online and then I'll connect at a spirit level. Basically I'll be seeing you on the other side. Awesome. Yeah. I look forward for when you come back to hear all about your trip. Oh yeah. I'll be a totally different man. I'll be a jungle man when I come back. <laughs> <laughs> Are you taking some of your kids with you? Cause yeah, you're a father of six son. speaking of fathers. Uh, yeah. Speaking of fatherhood. Yeah, exactly. Uh, my oldest yeah. son. And so that's going to be a good father-son bonding trip. Oh my God. Yeah. And then my 15-year-old son. It'd be really good for them. That's great. So segueing into our father discussion, mm-hmm. how important is it for fathers and their kids or fathers and sons to take these like adventures together? Uh, for us, it's really, really important. You know, even if we're not taking adventures together, because, you know, uh, because of finance issues or whatever it is, it's always really important to do something, you know, uh, especially if you have, well, the male bonding, uh, you know, for guys, it's important to do something like work on cars or do an activity like that, not just sports. I mean, sports are fantastic, but if you're building something, creating something, working on something, uh, that's how males say connect and bond because they're say solution individuals. Right. Uh, so that's really one of the mm-hmm. best ways to get connected. Beautiful. So let's talk about this, this meta healing that we, that you did on fatherhoods. Mm-hmm. Sure. That we got to experience. You said like during, after the meta healing, cause now we record them before we start the yep. conversation. You seemed a bit, in my experience was you seemed a bit, um, taken back. You've a, a lot of confused people. You said, yes, uh, there was a lot of confused individuals. Uh, and again, for those individuals who are new, when I, when I do the meta healings, basically I, I summon, you know, the frequencies or the people who listen to me as an audience. And as a whole, uh, mm-hmm. I absorb say what your needs are. And then that's where I, we create the create the meta healings and also the podcast. Uh, and there was a lot of say confusion in individuals, you know, women and men, uh, that just didn't have say the right say, pattern or right frequency or the right module as I was sensing, uh, mm-hmm. about their father. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why in our society, uh, there's a lot of say issues with men being real men and then daughters or mm-hmm. women being like really strong women. If they can't identify uh, with a strong woman, I mean, with a strong man as, you know, a father and by a strong father or by a strong man, I'm not one of those individuals. I'm not talking about you don't have to be those burly guys, muscular. And, you know, I'm not talking. You could be, say, the soft spoken individual who likes like uh, fine arts and so on like that. Okay, so again, it's it's Mm -hmm. that definition of, say, strong man. Let's call it the ultimate man. Or the ultimate father, basically. Mm. So if your genre or if your, say, family culture is more of a soft-spoken, you know, individual, then, you know, you're of that, say, man that's soft-spoken but still strong, right? Uh, and then it all goes to those individuals who go, say, go out hunting and will kill a bear with their bare hands and all that stuff, you know, to that extreme as well. So whatever it is, again, it's really identifying, say, all the traits of being a strong man. Did that answer the mm-hmm. question or? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That I kind of lost track yes, of the question because yes, I, I was so. tapping in. Uh, oh, wait. <laughs> well, the complete, the complete answer to that question. 
uh, again, I was just tapping into the, say, the future audience uh, of this podcast. So the reason mm-hmm. why there was so much confusion in there is because no, well, a lot of people listening okay, uh, just didn't have, say, that complete father figure. Uh, and that's distorting, say, their lives. And does a, does everyone need to have the presence of a father figure? Uh, well, that's kind of a loaded question. No, uh, because if your father mm-hmm. is, say, passed away, right, for some reason, whether, mm-hmm. you know, they died early on age or uh, they're not there because they abandoned you, uh, which is, you know, multiple issues. Um, yes, they're, you know, when I was seeing, say, think of yourself, say, as uh, a puzzle, right, a three-dimensional puzzle. Okay? Uh, and that's your physical mm-hmm. form. Uh, there is an actual, say, component uh, that is a father piece. There's an actual component that's, say, a mother piece. So if that isn't complete, well, you can't be, say, completely rounded or completely whole. You'll feel that void in you. So uh, it doesn't mean that your physical father has to come or show up in your life. Again, it's pretty hard if they're dead or non-existent. So, but at some level, at spirit level, you have to say, create that completeness in you. Uh, and that's how you become, say, completely whole. And is that what this meta healing is doing on this podcast? Yes. Yes. The meta healing is doing that. Uh, and fortunately what happens is that, you know, if you have say enough, a father that you didn't connect with and so on, once, once that say module is complete in you or your whole, uh, what'll happen is that, uh, you reunite with your father. If you've had father issues or whatever it might be, um, you actually start to say, come on to good terms with your father. Uh, and if your father was a good father, uh, you'll actually get say stronger, uh, mm-hmm. with that connection or communication. So Beautiful. it's working from the inside out, you know, and if you don't have a father, you'll still feel say whole, mm-hmm. right. Uh, and, and can move on. So what is exponential intelligence view on fathers or on being a father? Uh, I kind of just kind of explained that uh, the EI's perspective, you know, when you're in human form, uh, um, again, that the, the module mm-hmm. or the components that I right. was talking about, right. uh, th- that, let's see, uh, just to say, maybe go further. Uh, how can I explain this? It's, um, it's really an identity. Okay. Uh, when you have say an anchor point and this is the EI's perspective, you have to have say an anchor, uh, individual, and this is a father and mother, um, to really say, create the identity or the self image that we have uh, about ourselves. Did that make sense? So, so the EI's perspective is a way of say learning or or well, growing into your own, say, sense of self or that self-image that's created. Um, did that make sense? Yeah. You? I don't know yes, if I yes, explained yes. it. Right. So it comes from within. It's, it's very deep. Um, it is very deep. Um, it's about um, feeling complete with that fatherhood in, your, in yourself, whether you have a father, whether you are a father, or you, whether you don't have a father, you're, you still right. feel that, that piece of the puzzle is within you. Right. Well, actually, it's, you know, if you think about it, like in the animal kingdom, mm-hmm. you know, how animals like copy how, say, the, the, the animal hunts mm-hmm. or gathers food and so on like that. Right. They start to create their own identity. Right. Mm-hmm. They start to create. This is a better explanation. So the father or mother, again, in this case, we're talking about fathers. They have to create, say, a strong anchor or a strong identity. Uh, and then that is, say, the goal or the direction that that child needs to go towards. So it's it's yes. like a role model, mm-hmm. if you will. I guess you can mm-hmm. call it a role model. So that role model in today's society is not there for individuals. And that's why women don't feel, well, like a woman. Okay? And, and, and then what happens is that the mothers of those people have that don't have, say, strong fathers, uh, they start to say, well, they start to identify with both the father role and the female role. They don't, you know, uh, and then that, that the mother becomes, say, a manly figure, which actually is distorting to the child. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of women don't do it the right way. And then the, the, vice versa as well, right? If it's, there's not a strong mother, right, uh, the father mm-hmm. takes over 
And then, you know, that, that father turns into say a feminine role uh, because Mm -hmm. they get distorted. Uh, They're playing two roles. uh, And then again, the child gets, uh, gets a little distorted. There are ways where you can, you know, be a strong father and then be a strong, say mother role. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, if the mother is absent, you can do it that way and not lose your identity as a father. Uh, But Mm -hmm. most of us, again, don't do that. That's hard. I mean, especially in this age where there's a lot of um, single dads who are doing both roles or, you know, single parents in general. So how do you balance those two different parts? Exactly. And, you know, just tapping into a lot of the single dads, uh, Mm -hmm. they start to feel inferior. They start to feel, say, incapable Right. Uh, And then they start to run from, say, uh, not a strong perspective, not a confident father role. Right. Mm -hmm. But a more, say, trying to keep the, say, the ground from falling out of, you know, from underneath them. Uh, Kind Mm -hmm. of that that perspective. Uh, Again, it, it isn't a strong frequency for those kids to follow, although it's honorable for those single fathers. Right. It's challenging, though. It's difficult. It's very challenging. Yes. So I have a quote here from Mm -hmm. Brad Pitt. Okay. I think everyone knows who Brad Pitt is. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's about fatherhood. He says, fatherhood is the best thing I ever did. It Mm -hmm. changes your perspective. You can write a book, make a movie, paint a painting. But having kids is really the most extraordinary thing I have taken on. That is so true. It really, really challenges you. It really, really identifies you. You know, the first, uh, the first kid I had, Alex, mm-hmm. who's my oldest. You know, uh, I, you know, the nice thing about you know being pregnant for nine months in in humans is that it it you think you get ready in the nine months to be able to say take care of that child, uh, and I thought I was, uh, but the first time, you know, I was in the I was in the room uh, when when Alex was delivered, uh, I heard that cry. You know, I, I looked into his eyes and it like my identity of what I knew life was just did a 180. It was just mm-hmm. so amazing that, you know, your whole, say, idea of what life is about just just changed. Just just like with for me, just in a snap of a finger, uh, I looked mm-hmm. at things totally, totally different. It was quite amazing uh, that, well, the, that that feeling is always say. Uh, stayed with me through the other uh, five kids with me. So uh, Amazing. Yeah. So what are some takeaways, I guess, when we talk about fathers and people that are listening mm-hmm. that want to connect with their dad, you know, whether their dad is here or not, right. how can they do that themselves? Okay. Uh, just tapping into the groove uh, again, there's a mm-hmm. yearning to connect with your father. Okay, Uh, so in that group, and again, guys, as we speak, you know, whether Crystal or I'm speaking, I'm always working on you. Um, So, you know, when you're coming from that perspective, you know, when there's a yearning, say, to connect with your father, uh, again, very admirable, but then there'll always be an empty space in you. So even if you connect with your father, you know, statistically speaking, you know, there's there's probably those pe- people that unite with their father who haven't seen them and so on, or they connect. Uh, and then there's kind of like an emptiness that's still there because they think it, you know, it's much more than than what it actually is. Uh, the reason being, it's not about the connection. Uh, it's about that component that needs to say, feel whole. So even before you connect physically, you know, try to make that space whole in your own self. Uh, and then connecting uh, physically uh, will be much stronger and much more, say, beneficial and much more rewarding for you. Uh, that's just one subgroup uh, from what I'm seeing, but there's other subgroups. Yeah, I, w- I wanted to talk about the subgroups, actually, because I think we've sure. we've talked briefly about, you know, what a good father is, you know, about mm-hmm. that role model, the EI's definition of fatherhood. What about, you know, the bad the bad, you know, I guess, yeah, you know, with the good, the bad, and the ugly, it's like, uh, just, you're just yeah. a bad, you know, some people just are unlucky and have, have bad dads or people don't want to be bad. a dad and they sure. feel trapped. Right. Uh, well, you know, there's so many segments. I don't know, you know, what we can cover first, uh, you know, the, well, the men that don't want to have kids, you know, that, that, I mean, people, uh, the kids can actually sense that. 
you know, so, uh, and, and, and it distorts them, uh, again, uh, and then they don't feel wanted. They never feel wanted. So what'll happen again through the work that we do, they start to re-identify who they are from a different perspective. Uh, and they actually say, replace that father figure with the EI's definition of the father figure as they become whole. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so whether the dad is around or not, whether the dad wants him or not, it doesn't really matter anymore to them. Right. It doesn't matter um, good, bad or ugly. Hmm? You just feel complete. Yeah. In the genre of the bad dads, mm -hmm. let's, uh, let's get the bad type dads. Mm -hmm. um, say the fathers that are there, but are never there. Mm -hmm. yeah. They're physically there. So I don't know which is really worse. You know, fathers who are, say, absent physically or fathers who are there physically, but then absent Right. Mm -hmm. uh, that's pretty detrimental. But, you know, in reality, uh, I think fathers who are who are there, but then absent are actually more detrimental than fathers who never say showed up in the first place physically, uh, because it's like it, it's even more of a like, a, uh, you know, like a like a strike against them. It's like, gosh, this person is here and they don't even acknowledge me, you know, if they were gone. Right. Uh, so. So anyway. Uh, so those individuals, you know, uh, again, the meta healings and the ultimate dad uh, frequency clinic that we're going to be doing, you know, later on uh, is going to say help resolve that where, where again, you, f you feel that component, whether your father is there or not. Uh, and then there's the ugly. And, and, and those are individuals who are, you know, your father was addictive. Your father was abusive, alcoholic. Um you know, all say the dark stuff, um, basically fathers who have been say taken over by something or someone. Uh, and a lot of those fathers and, you know, to identify if your father was, is, or was taken over, uh, if they're hollow inside that you look at them and they're just the, this like empty space, uh, you know, they're not really there. Uh, those type of individuals, usually they're more like say robots or some form has taken over, uh, and they're just, well, that's why they're empty inside. Um, those type of fathers, uh, again, it really covers, you know, the whole gamut of, you know, the, the fathers that are there. You know, while we're talking about this, there's a story that comes up. And actually, it was a psychology study mm -hmm. okay, uh, that I want to discuss because, you know, a lot of us go, well, my father or whoever, you know, my father, mother was this. And because of the way they were. I turned out the way I am, mm -hmm. right? Uh, again, that's not an excuse for you not to be your best. Okay? Might not be your fault, uh, but it's always your responsibility to be at your best. Right? Mm -hmm. It's always your responsibility to be, say, complete that father role uh, component that's inside you. Mm -hmm. okay? uh, no matter how you slice it or dice it, guys, it is your responsibility at the bottom line. Um, so the story goes is that uh, there was a set of twins, they had two boys, and uh, their father was an alcoholic. He would come home, uh, you know, slam the door and beat these kids up and get more drunk, just watch TV, and then it'll start all over again. So they followed these two twins. Uh, one became a successful, one became a successful doctor. Mm -hmm. yeah? And they interviewed, it's like, well, you know, what was the cause of you becoming successful. Mm -hmm. uh, and the guy goes, well, you know, my father, every day he would come home, slam the door, beat the hell out of us, and then go drink more beer. Uh, what else could I do? He didn't want to be in that same life. Uh, and they interviewed uh, the twin brother, who was, well, the same way as his father. And he goes, well, what attributed your life to be the way you are? It's like, well, what else could I do? Yeah, you know? uh, I had a father who every day he came home, slammed the door, beat the hell out of us uh, and then drank more beer. You know, again, what else could I do? So it's not the situation that you're in, guys. Mm -hmm. okay? It's how you say connect to that situation that you're in. Uh, you can use any situation, good or bad, to propel you, say, to great heights, to clarity. Mm -hmm. Right? Uh, and I've said this over and over in podcasts again, guys, it really isn't, say, the situation. Uh, there is no, say, good situation. There's no bad situation. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, the goodness and the badness comes is that if you use the situation to propel you higher, 
then it's a good situation, no matter how dark it is. Uh, if you use it to propel yourself lower, if you use it as an excuse, again, whether it's your, say, um, it's your fault or not, it doesn't matter. It usually isn't your fault. So let's just get that aside. It's not your fault where you are. But again, it's your responsibility to turn that around and to propel yourself higher. Mm-hmm. Who are some of your favorite, just curious, kind of changing the, the tone, but mm-hmm. who are some of your favorite like TV dads or celebrity dads? Gosh, um, who are some of my favorite? Um, God, uh, the Pursuit of Happiness. Mm-hmm. Remember that, that movie, Will Smith? Uh, I really liked yes. him. He was, mm-hmm. he was the epitome because he played both, uh, you know, both mother and father, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he played a strong father figure, although a very, say, nurturing type uh, individual as well. But he never lost track of, say, the roles. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I really liked him. Um, was it Mr. Mom? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was movies. good. Yeah, that was a funny movie, but that was very good because he was very, very caring. In fact, uh, I'm kind of like that as well. You know what I mean? I, you know, you play the mother role, uh, but then through a very strong, say, father role. And it, again, you don't lose your identities. I can't really think of any. Can you think of uh, kind of jog my memory? I think those two are really the strong. Uh, well, I always think of just like um, everybody loves Raymond. He always seemed to me like a cool, mellow dad. He's funny. Uh, and mm. what? I'm not I too just, impressed. I mean, he's, yeah. it was a funny show, but he was just too, he didn't say epitomize that strong father. You know, one thing that's really sad about, say, mm-hmm. sitcoms, uh, they mm-hmm. they make the male figure dumb. If you've ever noticed, you know, the father figure, the the adult male uh, is dumb. You know, he can't even in make comedies. his own decision in comedies and stuff like that. Um, uh, it might be funny, but, you know, sends really a wrong message, you know, to younger mm-hmm. kids. So, mm-hmm. uh, and it actually sends the wrong message to the females, you know, thinking that all males are, are dumb, you know, and it's, it's like that stereotypical. Um, so it's not, it's not a good message. Although it's funny. You know, you've, you've, you're definitely a world traveler. You travel nonstop. Mm-hmm. How do you see like, um, the concept of, of fatherhood and fathers in different parts of the world? Uh, it's really the same. You know, mm-hmm. again, it's a it's a universal component that's deeply within us. So no matter, you know, what culture you go to, right? No matter what society you go to, whether it's a, a super developed society or you know a tribe, uh, it's really all mm-hmm. the same. So uh, I see it all the same. Beautiful. It doesn't really matter. One thing, just another thing that connects us all. Exactly. Well, I think uh, is there any moss work for this podcast? <laughs> Uh, the moss work is to really understand, you know, who your father is. Uh, and, you know, for a good number of people that are that are listening to this podcast, you know, writing down stuff for you guys uh, mm-hmm. is really, really good. You know, write down, say, jot down just bullet points of all the good things about your father, all the bad things about your father, uh, and then throw it away. It really will help you understand and it'll pull the judgment away. Uh, and it's not because it's about your father. It's actually about you understanding the component that needs to be get rebuilt so you have, say, a complete component inside. Whether your father was good or bad, it didn't doesn't really matter, guys. Again, it's not about the so external person. It's interesting you say to, to write down that list yes. of the good and the bad and the ugly, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, and throw it away afterwards? Why are we throwing it away? Um, because it's uh, once you, say, pick up on it, once you understand mm-hmm. it, uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's not necessary anymore. It really isn't necessary. Uh, and, you know, just the act of throwing away, physically say, let's go of the responsibility of you wanting to connect with the father, especially if that father figure wasn't, say, the best aspect for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, let's uh, before we go. Let's talk about um, let's talk about uh, well, daddy issues. A lot of females who have daddy issues. Does that sound good? Okay, because there's yeah, of course. Because um, most of our listeners are say females anyway. So uh, let's mm-hmm. just talk about that because in in today's society, uh, I see a weakness in females 
You know, uh, I see the females taking on, say, the male roles. I see the females, mm-hmm. you know, trying to say protect themselves, trying to you know create an income, and there's nothing wrong with that. But they're doing it through a male perspective. They think it's a male dominant world, uh, and then they lose their identity. And then what happens is those females have kids, uh, and then they raise um, their kids uh, with a male identity. Uh, and then the kids absorb that male identity. You know, the nine months of pregnancy, uh, the kids are, are say, confused. The spirits are confused. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, uh, is this female? Is this male? Uh, you know, what's going on here? So those things really, say, distort the spirit space. It really does. I see it over and over again. Uh, in today's society, the females really have to be, again, because they have a lack of a father figure, they really don't know what a strong female is, guys. So, and maybe we could do a podcast or did we do a podcast on strong women? No, we haven't, but we should. We oh my should God, definitely we do should one do on that. strong women. Because in, mm-hmm. you know, there's, well, I work on a lot of, say, successful women uh, who's very, say, mm-hmm. wealthy, very successful, uh, but they've lost identity of being a woman. So that success is not enjoyable for them. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, so uh, it's kind of a takeoff of the father uh, identity that they've created in themselves. Again, they feel very weak, very insecure. So what do they do? They adopt a male frequency to f- make them feel secure. Uh, they lose their identity. It's, it's, uh, it distorts like all of society. And I truly, truly believe these, a lot of the issues that the US has or the world has is because there's not a complete or a correct or a defined good role of the ultimate father. Or the ultimate mother. So, uh, and by the way, the, uh, talking about the ultimate father, uh, we're going to be doing a frequency clinic uh, on that coming up. So, uh, it's on the website mm-hmm. if you're interested. So, talking more about the daddy issues, because yes. uh, you talked about the daddy issues from the perspective of the mom mm-hmm. and how they have to take on the masculine energy and that affects the the, the children. Yes. Um, also, when I when you say daddy issues, I just think of like uh, I think of like Alicia Silverstone in, in Clueless, where she's like mm-hmm. daddy, daddy, and she just right. you know she's right. spoiled and she relies on her dad for everything. That's yes. what my interpretation of daddy right. issues is. Yes. Uh, wh- what I type of relationship of like does that, that foster? Uh, I, I so say that again. The, what do you mean? What type of relationship does like that foster? When you know, when when fathers maybe pander to their kids, or oh yeah, yeah, yeah play favorites or spoil them. You know, they kind of create this. Uh, you know, I'm the dad. I I have everything. I'll provide everything. Like don't don't you worry about it. You know, they still baby their kids for their entire <laughs> life. I that's kind of a daddy issue. <laughs> Uh, it is a daddy <laughs> issue. I mean, it's a parent issue. Yeah. You know, there's especially when like parents get mm-hmm. divorced, right? Uh, it's really a fight between the kids' attention. So you know, the, the the father coddles them, or the father gives them whatever they need, and you know, the kids really grow up stupid. You know, that's basically what it is. Uh, again, a whole generation of like, well, stupid parents uh, that go on and well create their own kids that turn out not say healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what else to say right, right. <laughs> uh, really about that. But uh, again, it's not really the best. Those women that are in mm-hmm. that, uh, they don't find say the best relationship. They mm-hmm. don't, they won't feel connected uh, with anybody because they're always say wanting something physical mm-hmm. to say satiate them. Uh, and they can never get satiated mm-hmm. because it's not the physical that'll complete them, you know? So, you know, uh, my daughter and I, you know, we hang out, we have, you know, father daughter time. And, um, you know, you know, something about being say a good parent mm-hmm. as uh, it's not impressing upon say what you want to do with them, you know, but what they want to do with you and then not getting in the way, uh, of say you and them, uh, does that make sense? So, you know, you don't interject, you know, with how you feel towards things, uh, because, you know, when you interject, it, it actually distorts the free flow of who they are. Because especially when they're teenagers, you know, there's they have to understand themselves who they are by trying out different things. Mm-hmm. Right. Even if you've made mistakes, guys, and there you're seeing them, uh, if it's not a detrimental mistake, let them make the mistakes. Guys, that's how they learn. That's how you learn. Mm-hmm. Well, 
most of us learned anyway. And that's how you really became strong. Uh, I've made a ton of mistakes and that's how, well, I'm more knowledgeable, I guess, or more aware. So let them do the same thing. Don't coddle them, guys. Let them make the mistakes. Let them get hurt a little, um, you know, and then they come big, they become stronger and stronger. Uh, and when you are doing something, you know, you don't have to interject what your thoughts are. Just let them be them mm -hmm. while you're there in your surroundings. And by the way, that actually makes them feel comfortable because they can be them around you rather than trying to say shift or change to accommodate you. Uh, and then they live a lie later on. And then that's where I say secrets uh, and things that they keep away from you, mm -hmm. you know, as they grow older and all that, that's where that comes. Right. Cause they're not comfortable with you. Beautiful. So. They have that, that goes for good pro, uh, yeah. Good practice to start. Yes, you know while you're yes. you're doing the childbearing, but then to continue that way to be of uh, being that way for the rest of your relationship, for the rest of your lives, to have those roles. Definitely, uh, I you know when you know when um, one of the best ways to help yourself mm -hmm. and to be a really good parent, uh, I've learned is to say allow kids. Uh, I watch my kids. Uh, I just let them be mm -hmm. in their own space and I quietly just watch them. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't interject. I don't do anything. Uh, and you'll see the beauty and grace. Uh, and you actually start to say, create, uh, say a bubble of frequencies, a bubble of love uh, um, that inundates or wraps them around. And it's not weak love. It really is comes from the spirit. It's like that pure love that comes through. It helps you and it helps them, especially. Uh, and that's how they grow strong. Even if you're not a strong father or mother. Mm -hmm. you know, it's beautiful. It's the purity of intent, mm -hmm. I guess. <sighs> anyway, uh, should we get on to the meta healing? Yes, please, please. And, we'll, and we should do, you know, we'll definitely do a strong woman podcast in the future. Probably one on parenting. <laughs> yes. There's so much more to talk about with this. Oh, yeah. Parenting, schooling, all that stuff, guys. Uh, I, I have a totally different perspective uh, on that. So look forward to Very it. Very good. Let's get, let's, yeah, let's go ahead and get started then. Meta healing is going to be on fatherhood. And as you're getting comfortable, whether you've had, uh, you know, that relationship, uh, the perfect relationship with your father, whether you didn't have your uh, that perfect relationship with your father, whether you didn't have, say, so-called father in your life and so on, um, it'll cover the whole gamut, right? Yeah, now that you're comfortable sitting, standing, lying down, preferably standing up. Let's go ahead and take a nice deep breath in. And breathing, inhaling through the nose, coming into the solar plex area, the esophagus area, right into the solar plex. Holding it for a second or two, exhaling, letting go, letting go of anything that we need to let go of as we uh, start to come into this moment in time. As we do come into this moment in time, becoming more aware of our body, where the way we're, uh, uh, our feet standing, if we're standing, or sitting or lying down, the position of our feet, the position of our uh, arms, position of our shoulders, as they start to get a little heavier, breath in again, beautifully deep. Connecting to the group dynamics, wondering how many people are listening to this podcast, whether it's at the exact same time or at different times. Uh, either way, connecting to them, creating that mastermind, because there is strength in numbers, which allows us to go further faster, allows us to push through blocks we might be feeling we might get stuck in as we relax even deeper and as I create those frequencies I help you transform easier another deep breath in asking ourselves how do I connect to pure source even stronger 
again, how do I connect to pure source even stronger? And coming into the chest. Whether you're a man, whether you're a woman, whether you're a father, Whether you had a good relationship with your father, a bad relationship, breathing pattern, that inhaling, the expansion of the chest as we inhale, and as we exhale, letting go. Starting to go back in time, going back to the relationship of your father. As I tap in for those individuals whose fathers died early. So void of a father. So work on that subgroup. Again, I'm always working on you as a group, and then we'll break it down to subgroups because I see a lot of subgroups that I can tap into and work on. The first one, again, that pops out as we take another deep breath in is a father, uh, again, a void, whether through death, whether through uh, they didn't weren't part of the family for some reason. Work on that group. Bringing in, say, a strong father image, whether you had one or not. And then, obviously, this is separated into two subgroups uh, good fathers. Your father's a, you had a fantastic relationship or a good relationship. So this is on a 50% line from, say, 50% to 100%. Say satisfied with your father. Uh, and then the other subgroup, say 50% or less, down to zero for some of you. As I tap into the group, uh, there's a lot of confusion, a lot of distortion. Uh, and it really all boils down or comes to, say, resolving those father issue mismatches. Uh, even, if, even if you've had, say, a fantastic father, And by that, so that subgroup, uh, say you had a fantastic father. A lot of the men that I tap into who had fantastic fathers, uh, following in their footsteps, have become a problem for you. So you don't feel, say, adequate enough from what I'm tapping into. And, that, and then that inadequacy. Well, makes us feel less incomplete. And then that ripples through relationship with your wife, the kids, and so on. So we'll work on that. And then on the flip side, uh, women who had fantastic fathers uh, viewing uh, their husband from that standpoint and then degrading them because it's not up to their expectations. 
something that I would never uh, have thought of as an issue. But again, a lot of good number of people here. This is an introductory meta-healing on helping you understand fathers, fatherhood, uh, whether you are a father, you're not. So in the whole gamut. Wow. Another subgroup, fathers who are incomplete. So this includes fathers who aren't mentally there, fathers who are not sure of, say, what sex they prefer to be, uh, fathers who are uh, gay. work on that subgroup. As I work on subgroups, um, create duplicates. So I can keep working on say, all these subgroups at the same time. And even if I don't mention, say, a group that you might fall in, I'm just picking up, say, the, the bigger subgroups. Uh, I'm always working on you as a whole. Just remember that. Part of the incomplete father, um, fathers who are um, uh, drug dependent or uh, addictive patterns. Mm. Uh, abusive fathers. And then obviously different types, uh, aggressive, abusive, and submissive, abusive fathers. And again, kind of categorizing where your father sits. Again, just standing back. Uh, there's no judgment. There's no comparison. Uh, it is what it is. So if you had to sum it up in two words or three words max, uh, my father was or is, and how would you describe him? in three words or less. Deep breath in again. Uh, and on the exhale, re-examining that statement. My father is, was. And then understanding 
uh, how you filled that in, why you filled that in the way you did. Again, there's no judgment. It's just seeking, say, how you truly feel. Okay. Uh, there's no shame in it. By the way, I see a lot of shame come up. You're not expressing this to anybody, by the way. It's just you, your spirit, pure source. We're just bringing it out into the open so we can release. And obviously, a good sector of, say, ideal father, that ultimate father frequency. Breath in again. And with this meta healing, it really is that introduction, right? understanding where you are exactly with that definition or with that relationship of fathers, fatherhood, and so on. Uh, it's 50% uh, of becoming, say, the best father or the best uh, son, daughter, husband. But you be in this space for as long as you'd like. And as long as you stay in this space, quietly meditating, uh, you are connected to the group dynamics, that mastermind group. Uh, and it will feel like I'm continuing to work on you in this space. Again, notice what you notice. 